Data Skeptic Podcast is a weekly show featuring conversations about skepticism, critical thinking, and data science. So Linda, I'm going to have you jump on a quick intro to this episode. Are you cool with that? Yeah. All right. So I'm interviewing a researcher who used machine learning on Facebook like data to help predict personality traits in a couple of categories, categories like openness. And what they found was very interesting. I'm not going to ruin it until we listen to the actual interview. But basically, they compared how well their machine learning output was able to predict people's traits compared to their self-rating and ratings by people like their spouse and their friends. What do you think? Sounds interesting. I think my vote is for the computer. Oh, yeah? <laughs> That's interesting. Well, we'll see at the end. So I'm going to go uh, do that interview now. We'll come back at the end, and I'll reveal the scores. All right. Well, welcome to another episode of the Data Skeptic Podcast. I'm joined this week by Yo-Yo Wu. How are you, Yo-Yo? Good. How are you? Doing very well. Thanks so much for joining me. I asked you on to discuss your interesting paper from the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences titled, Computer-Based Personality Judgments Are More Accurate Than Those Made by Humans. I thought it was a really good read, and I wanted to share it with my listeners. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe we could start with your background and what got you interested in the subject. I'm a personality psychologist. I studies people's perception of each other, people's judgments of each other's personality. Mm -hmm. And traditionally, I look at how we perceive the people living with us or like our parents, our friends, our romantic partners. And uh, recently, I got interested in looking at how our personality can be inferred from digital records of our behavior. Like when you use Facebook, when you use Google, you leave a lot of digital traces of your behavior, like who you friended, who you talked to, and what you liked on Facebook. And we can infer a lot of information about yourself, including personality. And I got interested in comparing how accurately personality can be inferred from uh, your own digital records of behavior online and comparing that with how that can be judged by people who know you in your real life. I guess you're getting the ground truth measurement from consensus of people who know you and can, can vote on the accuracy of the personality traits. Is that correct? Uh, yes, and uh, that's one thing. And uh, the ground, another ground truth that we mainly use in the paper was um, people's self-report of their personality, like oh. you, how you see yourself. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so as you were pointing out, yeah, we're leaving more and more of a digital footprint online. Um, yes. And you mentioned a couple of things like Facebook likes and who you're connected with. Um, was that the extent of the data set you looked at in this analysis? Yeah, so the, the data that we look at in this paper is Facebook likes, when there are certainly many other signals online that are indicative of our personality, like your language. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are several other papers out there by other researchers looking at how, say, the language you used in Twitter, your Facebook status post can be predictive of your personality as well. Can you give me some examples of personality traits that you're able to predict? Yeah, so we look at mainly what we call the big five personality traits, mm -hmm. openness to new experiences, and conscientiousness, like how, how reliable you are at work, and are you well-organized, that kind of thing, and also how extroverted you are, how agreeable, like nice, cooperative you are, as opposed to being competitive, and lastly, how neurotic, like how emotionally stable you are. 
And uh, what were the approaches you looked to um, get computers to try and learn these models? Yeah, so the assumption is that we think that when people click on different things that they like on Facebook and people with different personality would like different things and they have different preferences, behavioral styles and tendencies in, in life. And we basically take a large data set of people. We ask them to provide a list of their Facebook likes as well as a self-report of their personality. They rated themselves on the five personality traits I just described. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I used machine learning techniques so that we use computer models to figure out association between liking something and having a personality trait. So, for example, we found that extroverted people tend to like some things that are obvious, like partying and uh, meeting new people, making people laugh. And um, there are some also uh, less obvious associations, such as being introverted is related to liking uh, watching Doctor Who. And yeah, so we basically have the computer models figure out um, the association between liking something and the trait. And then once we have the models, then we can feed people's Facebook likes into this model and uh, use the algorithm to make a prediction about this person's personality. Very interesting. Uh, can mm-hmm. you tell me a little bit of the specifics around the machine learning techniques you use? We use a very simple algorithm. We basically just use linear regressions and inputting all the likes that you have. Mm-hmm. And we did it in a cross-validated way, meaning that we are not just predicting uh, your personality from the data that contains somebody's personality. Like we took an independent sample and uh, we trained the models on that sample. And then we apply that to another sample what we call the test sample, that we don't reveal the, uh, the truth, the mm-hmm. self-report personality to a computer, and we validate the accuracy that way. And we rotate each time we took a different uh, independent sample and we did it 10 times. Mm-hmm. So we cross-validate and to make sure that our model is broadly applicable to the broad population and to make sure that the model is applicable in real life and to many different kinds of population. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, About how many users did you use in your training set? So in our training set, we used a total of around 80,000 people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's uh, the number of people that we had in our data set. And roughly speaking, about how many likes on average did, did most users have? I think um, in our sample, the average number of likes were 100 in our sample. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we had, so our sample came from a data set that was collected from five years ago, from 2007 to 2012. Mm -hmm. In our paper, we also estimated on average how computer would do in terms of predicting personality because we found that the more likes you have, the more information that you reveal, the more accurate we can make predictions about. Average number of Facebook likes, like of a typical Facebook user, mm-hmm. like an average like uh, number of likes that a typical user will have. Um, we collected another sample in 2014, and that was about, I think, 100 and, um, 227 likes. Mm-hmm. And we used that as a baseline to estimate how the, our model would do on average if given an average 
Facebook user. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, knowing that it's, uh, you know, 100 likes to 200 likes or so is a lot, but it, it also isn't because I would imagine there's a lot in there that aren't particularly predictive. Um, so it's yes. impressive that the computer is getting a nice result with yeah, a limited data set. Yes. Um, how did your predictions compare to um, the personality questionnaires you had for your ground truth measurements? To measure the accuracy mm-hmm. of our prediction, we correlate the, the ground truth, which is people's self-judgment of their own personality. And on average, using the average number of Facebook likes a typical user would have, we found that our model would predict with a correlation of 0.56. And well, how did that compare to when uh, the Facebook pe- the participants' friends themselves tried to assess the people for those traits? And in our data sam- uh, in our sample, we we did ask like a group of uh, their Facebook friends mm-hmm. to evaluate, and uh, that was on average a point five two. So uh, we determined from these numbers that on average, computer models can be better mm-hmm. than human in judging personality traits already. And I, as I said, it's also. A function, how accurate our model is, is a function of how much information you reveal. Mm-hmm. It's definitely. So we think that with more likes, the computer is just more accurate. Sure. And it's a matter of time when people are more open and they tend to rely more and more on um, digital devices when it comes to activities in life. So I think given the time as people leave more and more digital traces online, the computer models will just do even better. As I recall, you broke it down in terms of the Facebook friends that you asked to give those ratings for comparison. Mm -hmm. You broke it into work colleagues, friends, family, and spouse. Right. How did those categories affect the accuracy of the ratings? Yeah, so the theory is that people who know from different life contexts, and they also can... The, the accuracy of their judgment of personality varies. And we found that romantic partners um, usually tend to be the most accurate judges of our personality. Mm-hmm. And they can, on average, have a correlation accuracy of 0.58. And in our sample, it wasn't statistically different from the computer's average of 0.56. And so we determined that these two are comparable. We also look at how many likes it would take for a computer to overtake a romantic partner. Mm-hmm. It turned out that you would only need 300 Facebook likes to be as accurate as a romantic partner. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That doesn't sum up a relationship too, uh, too carefully. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, there are much more than judging like the five big personality traits sure. in relationship, but it to some extent shows us that Maybe in the future, a computer will have the capacity to do more than just judging personality, such as like interacting with us and responding to our thoughts um, in a social way mm-hmm. based on analysis of our um, digital records. And I think this is a start of um, those social engineering to make computers able to interact with us in a socially intelligent way. Mm-hmm. So I noticed some of the areas you're looking at are like political attitudes and physical health. And mm-hmm. These things weren't too surprising to me because, you know, people tend to like maybe politicians or like charities or movements that, that are indicative of political attitudes. Yes. Similarly, I might like sports or hiking and that could imply a little bit about my physical health. But yes, I was surprised you were able to have some, some uh, validity predicting substance yes. abuse because... 
I presume most people don't like things like like doing drugs or like cocaine mm-hmm. or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, how did those models work out? Yeah, so, yeah, it was surprising to us as well that how personality predicted from Facebook lies can predict other things. And I want to emphasize that we used personality predicted from the likes to predict those outcomes. Uh-huh. So it will, in the previous paper by my colleagues, by my two co-authors, they actually found that if we use likes directly to predict those traits, it would be even more accurate. And I think it's uh, for substance abuse, it's based on the assumption that people who are more, say, risk-taking and uh, less concerned with consequences, and those people tend to be more likely to be uh, engaged in drugs or substance. And it's relevant, it's evident in the likes that they have. There are certain things that indicate if you're a risk-taking person. Do you think the computer or the machine learning approaches have advantages that we don't have as people? Oh yeah, definitely. And there are several advantages of, of computers over people in judging personality. And first of all, it has more information. The fact that the information, that path is that you leave, like in your digital records, that they got uh, recorded and they got uh, memorized. All your records uh, got retained on the computer. And in comparison, that even if you display some behavior that indicated your personality in real life, and people might not pay attention, and um, your friends or your family, they might not, it might not like stay in their head. So mm-hmm. I think computers has the advantage of accessing and storing more information, more relevant information to our personality um, than our friends or family. And another advantage is the computers, when we used a model, like algorithm to figure out association between behavior and personality, like computer is rational, like it's, uh, it uses the optimal algorithm to figure out um, how to make a judgment. Why human beings, and we use our intuition and uh, a lot of times intuition can be wrong and mm-hmm. we can also be biased like we sometimes are motivated to see a person in a certain way like say for example you don't want to judge your romantic partner as being an, a nice person or like you're motivated to believe that he is he or she is a certain kind of has a certain kind of personality so in to some extent computer models are less biased than people but um, I think on the other hand um, people also would have advantages over computers as well like we're able to capture a lot of subtle cues that are not available in the online environment yeah mm-hmm. say like body language sure. and facial expressions and those kind of things so how does this work fit into your overall academic interests i'm really interested in how we can infer a lot of the social psychological traits from people's online behavior and for now, we are looking at how personality traits, like um, those stable characteristics of a person can be inferred. And I think following that, I am going to also look at how people's psychological state, like how happy you are, like emotional state can be inferred um, from your um, digital records, like your status updates and your mm-hmm. messaging and those things as well. You had mentioned that you know computers at the moment don't have access to body language and these sorts of things, but mm-hmm. there's no reason we couldn't uh, be doing some video recognition Very and trying true. to capture those. So I'm, yeah. I'm curious about your thoughts on what are the most useful features that you would make available if you wanted to extend this work beyond just using Facebook likes? 
And I think to end that, uh, say, since like now we have Apple Watch, mm -hmm. it has the capacity ca to capture a lot of the physiological measures, such as your heart rate and like how active you are, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the physiological measures, we know that are very related to people's state, like how tense you are, like how happy you are, and those kind of things. And I think that would be interesting features to look at in predicting people's um, psychological trait or state. So what are some of the uh, novel uses that we could apply with uh, certainly work like this is going to continue and improve in mm -hmm. accuracy? Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the uh, benefits we can get from having computer-based personality judgments? And there are definitely some practical implications. And one is that we can use that in the marketing context, mm -hmm. uh, where say advertisers or companies who want to promote their products, instead of like targeting you like universally on Facebook, that when people are annoyed by sure. how much ads you see, and um, we can tailor the ads according to people's personality. Say like if a person open to new experiences, I will probably recommend say um, extreme sports to you and that way we basically improve the ad experience of people and I think that's important online experience to have now it's horrible that mm -hmm. a lot of people are annoyed and ad qualities are not as good because they are not tailored and if we know people's personality and we know they and we know them on scale. And in the past the problem was that advertisers no way to figure out people's personality. You cannot just ask people to fill out a questionnaire and it's mm -hmm. like time consuming and it's costly and there's no way that we could do it at a large scale. Now we have this technology of transferring digital records into personality and it can be done at scales in no time and so we can improve people's acts experience. Yeah. And uh, apart from that, there are some other practical implications, such as we can uh, use it in the, um, say, dating website, mm -hmm. and where the dating websites are already asking people to fill out like tons of questions about yourself. Mm -hmm. And first of all, it's time-consuming. And second of all, a big problem with people's self-report is that on dating websites, everybody tries to look as attractive as they <laughs> right. could. And so people lie and without even realizing it, like definitely you want to be a nice person, you want to be extroverted, you want to be attractive. And I think the, the technology that we're using now solve this problem because it's much harder to lie. Um, of, of course, you can click on Facebook likes intentionally, but it's harder to do it consistently for like a few years and to make yourself look like someone who you're actually not. So I think the personality predicted from your own digital records is more, much more objective and accurate, true, than people's self-report in the context of dating websites. And it can, as I said, it can be done very fast and cheaply. And we can use the personality where we, that got predicted to match people on those platforms so that people can have a better experience of finding their romantic partners on dating website. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering about uh, your sense of the state of the, this line of research. In other words, mm -hmm. are we at the very 
basic stages and we're going to see lots of advancements over the next decade or are we nearing the upper limit of how predictable human personality actually can be? No, I don't I definitely don't think that we're near the upper limit at all and I think in the era of predicting social traits like computers are pretty good at predicting things like Google Maps are super accurate it's very accurate in figuring out directions in predicting where you will go like quickly figuring out where home is and where your work address is but i think in terms of predicting social traits like psychological traits we are at a very early stage i think that we're definitely going to see a lot of advancement in the next decade when uh, more and more social scientists like me are starting to work on um, their things and uh, it's also i think advancement is going to be driven by the implications such as those I just described. And I think those things are going to evolve, like the research as well as the implications are going to evolve together and they're going to um, stimulate each other. Do you think people should be worried about privacy at all? For example, um, if I like Red Bull, is that going to imply that I'm a risk taker and maybe a future employer will be a little bit adverse to entertaining me as a candidate? Yeah, I think it's definitely, so it's already uh, obvious that people are super concerned about their privacy and sure. they freak out when they heard that um, a lot of information that you didn't reveal is actually obvious to uh-huh. you, like uh, companies like Facebook and Google. And I think it, you definitely should worry that people have the right to uh, protect their privacies. And I think that it's mostly at the responsibility of the the company, the service provider, as well as the government to make sure that people's privacy, people's data are protected. And first of all, I think that the government should design policies in a way that minimizes associated risks, like um, to make sure that companies uh, are transparent about how they're going to use their uh, user's data and uh, how it's being analyzed and how it might be used in the future. And second, I think those digital service providers should make sure that users take full control of their data and decide that they can decide for which purpose it can be used. Also, I think that it's important for companies to show and inform users of the benefits of how their data going to be used. Like, say, if I good example would be what Netflix does. Like it takes a lot of information from you. It asks you what movies you've watched in the past and that kind of thing. But people are happy to give out those information mm-hmm. because it knows that it's going to increase, it's going to improve their um, watching, viewing experience because like uh, giving out information makes um, it more makes them uh, recommend movies more accurately. And I think in the social sector, companies like Facebook and Google should do the same thing and try to um, show users first how their data is going to be used and how it's going to benefit us. And it's going to make people more willing to accept this technology. Yeah, I'm really glad you made that point. Um, Mm -hmm. That's the other side of the privacy argument that I I don't think it's discussed enough, that Mm -hmm. there is a benefit to revealing information and that the services you get back can be more custom-tailored to you. Right. Um, So what's next in your line of research? As I said, uh, now I'm working on something in order to predict people's psychological traits, and uh, we are possibly looking at... Facebook data um, updates and to see how that can uh, review how happy a person is when he posted a thing and how happy this person in general are by looking at all his past posts. 
So I'd like to wind up my shows by asking my guests for two recommendations. The first is the benevolent recommendation, a nod or lean to a book or paper or something like that that you think the listeners would benefit from knowing about but you're not directly connected to. And the second is the self-serving recommendation, hopefully something you get direct benefit from by appearing here. So I think a paper that I would recommend would be a previous paper by also my two co-authors. I'm not involved, but like it's a good paper by my co-author. It's called um, the Private Traits and Attributes Are Predictable from Digital Records of Human Behavior. It was also published in PNAS in 2013. And that paper took a much broader approach looking at what kind of traits are predictable from people's digital records. And in my paper, it was personality. And in that paper, they look at uh, a lot of other things like demographic traits, such as sexual orientation, ethnicity, and uh, religion and political views, your your intelligence, happiness, substance abuse, and whether your parents were divorced at at your age of 21, oh, and your age and gender. And that paper just showed us how many information that we reveal just by looking at people's Facebook likes. So I think it's an interesting paper to read as well that is related to what I did in my research. And I think another interesting app I would like people to try is called Apply Magic Source. So it's just applymagicsource.com. And basically, it's a prediction API. It's an app that is um, built based on our research. And so people can input their own Facebook likes and to see uh, our predictions of your traits that I just described, and including your personality. And you can judge whether our models are accurate or not. Well, that's really cool. I'm going to go take that test myself. Yeah, sure. And I'll post the results on the podcast's official Facebook page for anyone who wants to check yeah, that out. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> uh, maybe if listeners want, they can do the same and we can all share our results yeah. and our experience with the test. So that would be a cool thing to do sure. on the page. Oh, and one more thing. Um, I have a wide spectrum of listeners, some who don't necessarily delve into mm -hmm. academic journals very often. But I have to say, if people are looking to read their very first academic publication, yours is quite accessible. Um, not all listeners will necessarily understand the Pearson correlation coefficient, but uh, you know, or some of the technical pieces right. like that. But I think it's a very accessible paper anyone can read. So I highly recommend it to people looking to take the dive into more technical literature. So it'll be linked to in the show notes for anyone who wants to do that. And thanks again for your time today. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So the listeners have now heard the interview. We're back, Linda and I, to reveal what my scores were and to get her readings of me so we can uh, test the accuracy. I should just say before this, this is totally anecdotal. This is just one data point. This doesn't validate or invalidate the study. It's just a fun way to explore it. So first off, so all these are a scale of zero to one or you know, zero, zero to 100 if you want to think in percentages, the degree to which these are statements that describe me. All right, the first one is openness. How do you, how do you rate me on openness? Did they define each of these traits? They did, but we're out at a restaurant and I don't have the definitions. So go with whatever you find to be the sort of <coughs> colloquial definition of that. Openness. Yeah. On a scale of how open you are? Yeah. 75%. Okay. I gave myself a 0.5, and the computer gave myself a 0.53. Wow. All right. How about agreeableness? 60%. 60%. Okay. I gave myself a 0.5. 
The computer gave me a point four six. <laughs> computer still won, huh? Yeah. Extroversion. Or how ex your the degree to which you're extroverted. Forty percent. Aha, I also said forty percent for me, and the computer said thirty-two percent. Conscientiousness. Of what? Of the universe. I don't know. I'm confused what that means. Of well, yourself? No, conscientiousness is like of your community and those around you. You mean like considerate? Yeah, I think. I don't think you're defining that right, <laughs> so I'm going to go with my original thought. Okay. Okay, let me think. Just remember, I rated myself in the definition I gave, so... <laughs> <laughs> what was the definition you thought it was? The one I just said. <laughs> Consider... Yeah. Uh, okay. Like 40. 40? Well, the computer said 0.37, so you're close to that. There, I said 0.8, so <laughs> don't laugh. I'm nice. <laughs> that could, this is why I said you need to have the definitions <laughs> yeah. there. Okay, and the last one is neuroticism. 20%. I said 30%. The computer said 38%. Oh, computer thinks you're more neurotic. Yeah, than I claim to I be. think that's uh, good on good for me. <laughs> it also guessed me to be 24. It thought I was not that likely to be married and a few other interesting things. So I'm going to post all that on the show's Facebook page if anyone wants to check that out. Linda, will you take your scores too after this? Yes. All right, and we'll run you through the same uh, experiment as well. Um, so more with that in a second. So we've gone to applymagicsauce.com, and Linda has now logged in, and she's in advance given her ratings of the five traits. Let's go see what the algorithm says. I'm scrolling down. Okay. It thinks I'm not in a relationship. That's all right. It said about the same amount for me. Not enough posts about you, Kyle. I guess not. 17% It's just on likes only, though. Being married. Okay, here's your personality traits. Openness. You. The computer gave you a 56 you gave yourself? 60. Oh, I gave you, you a 53. Oh, close. So I got close. And um, conscientiousness? 50. Oh, I'm like 90 percentile for sure. <laughs> I gave you uh, 82. 50? You're saying I'm just medium? And the algorithm Not gave even. it 50. It's wrong. Extroversion. You gave yourself? 31. I thought it would think I was extroverted. The algorithm gave you 31. You gave yourself? 75. You I think? also gave you 75. Yeah, you know what? I actually grew up a really shy kid, so I could swing either uh, way, personally. Agreeableness. The algorithm gives you 45. Oh, I thought 25. I said 46. Really? Yeah. Um, neuroticism. 41%. The algorithm gave you 41. And I thought I was 60. Oh, I said 31. Cool. But what is neuroticism? Does it, it says calm and relaxed. I'm calm and relaxed? What is A fundamental personality trait characterized by anxiety, fear, moodiness, worry, envy, frustration, jealousy, and loneliness. I would say sometimes I have anxiety, fear, I'm moody, I'm frustrated, and sometimes I'm lonely. Yes. But I think of neuroticism as like an extreme of all those. Anyway, um, we both, I think, outperform the algorithm on rating each other. 
but that's kind of consistent with her findings that spouses are pretty good at this sort of thing. So anecdotal stuff, but really interesting. Thank you for participating, Linda. Thank you. And we'll see you guys next week for another mini episode. Yep, hopefully we'll learn more about my neuroticism. <laughs>